It's us. Hello. Hi. Nicole, thank you for being willing to do the podcast video. Okay. Oh my so- gosh, look at you. You are saying thank you for doing the video, but I didn't really have a choice. It was, <laughs> hey, Nicole, this is what we're doing. I'm like, okay. I mean, people have been asking us to put our podcast on video, but I don't know if I feel really comfortable with that. I mean, honestly, I don't. Well, no, it's a podcast. You're not supposed to watch it. So there are some people that do that. I just don't have the time to edit video on top of audio. But anyway, we did a quick, I don't know, commercial. You can see what we look like. You can see what we look like sitting at our seats. And I don't know how exciting that is, but there you go. Take a peek. So we put on our makeup today. We made ourselves look pretty just for y'all. It is true. (laughs) It is true. I wanted to have on something a little brighter, but it was kind of chilly out. I'm ready for fall, but I'm not ready for summer to go away. I am not ready for fall. I am. I heard the cicadas a couple weeks ago, just like your first indicator. I saw the tassels on the corn coming out, second indicator. And then yesterday they started releasing pumpkin spice everything. And now I'm done. You're like this spy because I don't look at those things. I'm like, if I can sleep with my window open at night and get a cool breeze. Now that I do love about spring and fall. Yes. I do love that. But I don't love... The fact that fall's coming, because you know why? Because it means winter is coming. Stop looking that far ahead. Just enjoy <laughs> where we're at. The leaves haven't turned yet, so I'm, I'm Oh, my okay. stars. We still have our pool open. I told the kids we're going to have an Indian summer, so I've already ordered one. You've ordered an Indian summer? Isn't that what they call it when you get a, like a hot flash? In the summer, the weather you has a hot to, flash. Isn't that called an Indian summer? I, I checked with a friend, and what an Indian summer actually is, is when we go down to freezing, and then we get back up to the warmth. That's an Indian summer. So I've been misinformed because, well, obviously, you, just, you have friends in the know. I have friends that love weather. Anyway, I ordered one. Not the fr- I asked them to keep <laughs> the freezing away. How's that? How'd you order one? You say, hey, God, I'm, it's me, Nicole, and I'd like to have an Indian summer. Kind of. And I told my kids that we're not closing the pool because I know it's going to get warmer later. Well, and it's true. Yeah. So, okay, this week, your kids, speaking of kids, went back to school-ish. How's that? <laughs> back to school-ish. So five kids were doing some unique stuff. I think everybody right now is doing unique schooling. Oh my gosh, I can't even keep track. Yes, and it's all good. But um, our oldest sophomore year went full-time, started yesterday over at Calvary. All good to go. Um, plays volleyball. Volleyball's a go. Um, Our sons are taking a few classes there. Sports are good to go. And then we're still going to continue to homeschool our youngest two. Now, have you found in your circle of friends that a lot more people are homeschooling or not? I mean, I don't mean about the have to. I mean, do they want to? No, I don't think they're homeschooling. I think they're adjusting because of the school situation. Yeah. And they're making it work for them based on, again, distance learning. But are there some that have just decided they're going to homeschool? Nobody local. None of my local friends. But I do have friends all over the country and even in the world. And there are some that have said, yes, we're just going to full out homeschool. Mm. I always homeschooled and had the option of taking my kids to school for some classes. Right. So it's pretty much like that. Right. You're really just giving them the education from home. The only difference is the either the teacher prepares it or you prepare it. Right. So you've decided to homeschool. Yes. Picking up some classes for the boys. Okay. For sure. But we're actually going to go on the public school schedule and I'm not starting until after Labor Day. Why? Because I can. Oh, but every public school is doing it differently. Well, you said Calvary started. So I figured you'd start with Calvary. 
nope, that's the beauty of homeschooling. I get to choose. <laughs> yes, right? you do. And then did you, are you using the same curriculum that the school would use or are you some starting of it, your own? I am. Some of it I'm not. There's a new uh, program that someone introduced me to called Gather Round the Table. Okay. And so we're looking at that. I use a lot of Abeka. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to use that one too. Yeah. The kids are doing Saxton math. The mm-hmm. younger girls, Abeka. So it's picking and choosing. So they don't do Abeka math because that's really advanced. The youngest girls are doing Abeka math. The boys are not because they're sticking with the same program and school. So if they re-enter into school again, oh yes, traditional school, yes, yeah. So the funny thing about homeschooling is, when I first started homeschooling, when we were in the military, I met my first quote, and I say quote, homeschooling family. Okay. And she said, oh, this is going to be so fun. We do it too. We call it unschooling. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's that? So the way she explained it to me is that she teaches her kids based on what questions they ask. She said, so I just let them play. And I mean, these were older elementary, fourth, fifth, sixth graders. Okay. okay? I just let them play and do what they want. And if we decide to take a road trip and they start asking me questions about what's that, then I answer them. And what's that? I answer them. I know the look on your face is like, what? So I go home and I'm like, Brian, we just moved to California and there's this thing called unschooling. Oh wow! I've never heard of this before. And I explained it to him. And as Brian and I were talking, we're like, that's just called being a good parent. If my child is yes. asking me a question. Yeah. You take a teachable moments. Oh, absolutely. What's that mom? Well, that's a mountain. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I just, but that's how she explained it But they're not going to go, but mom, how do I find sign of that in math? You know what I mean? Yes. I, cosine. How do I find? Yes. You know, there's things that you do learn in math that yeah, a lot of us don't ever use again, except for my son, who's now a rocket scientist. But anyway. Right, right. So <laughs> I just, yeah. So that was a little bit too much of the extreme. It, it was. It was. And I Those are I the learned, kids that are surfing today. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I learned quickly to, I just learned quickly the kind of relationship I was going to have with her. And mm. then as we began talking, we did not unschool. We did not do that concept. Um, but as we progressed in our, in our neighborhood and friendships and getting together and that kind of thing, found out later that her husband was not on board. And so he was getting ready to deploy. This was like a year later, he was getting ready to deploy. And he said, you will find a stringent, rigid program for our kids. They will catch up to where the other kids are, Mm -hmm. you know, again, it's structure standards, you know, all of these things, or you will throw them in to public school. And so Ooh, she, that would be really she, tough on yeah. the kids at this so point. So she, she did a 180 and restructured. But the beauty of all of this that's going on is we get to choose. We really do. There's yeah. not a right or a wrong. So even in the public school setting right now, people were able to choose. Do I distance learn? Do I go to school full time? Well, then, you know, things have changed where it's a couple of the schools are more two days a week yeah. and two days a week at home. So there's beauty in all of that. And talking about fall... There's beauty and change. And so it's all on what we focus on and kind of switching gears with the same concept. My daughter just got her permit mm-hmm. and she is already doing an amazing job driving. Good. An amazing job. And she's in the driver's seat and I'm guiding her in the passenger seat. She gets to choose where she's headed and where to turn and how to do that. And I'm like, you've got to be aware of what's behind you. You need to know what's behind you, but you mm-hmm. can't let that dictate where you're going. Meaning, if you're going slow, it's okay. Don't worry about the people who might be ticked off behind you. It's right. okay. 
but be aware of that. So the same thing with education. Okay, this is the way things used to be, but they're not now. And if you focus on what used to be, then you're going to be stuck as a parent. You're oh, going to be stuck you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, I don't need. I I mean, I do need to hear it. <laughs> well, no, we all do. And these are things that I'm still focusing and learning on. Yeah. But you don't want to be stuck on what's behind. But you right. need to be aware of it. Yeah. Because I say to myself, I just want things to go back to normal. And I realize it's never going to be the normal that it was before. Oh, my gosh. On some level, Angie, normal before was kind of boring, meaning check in the box. I do this. I do mm. this. I do this where now I'm being more mindful of and conscientious of yeah, that's true. what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Mm. I like it. Aww. The thing that happened with me was that my youngest daughter, she finished school and wanted to start in college. She had a teacher in high school that really made the kids learn on their own. I'm like, we're not doing them any good service exactly. by just teaching them the material. They have to be able to get into the book and understand it themselves. And the teacher should be able to guide them and help them if there's issues. But she had a real hard time going from public school to college because she was used to teachers just teaching her the material. And when she had to read it herself and teach herself, she didn't like that. Right. But that's college. Right. I mean, why aren't we teaching our kids to do that now? There's nothing wrong with sitting with them and and working through it, but they have to be able to educate themselves. And so that's the benefit of homeschooling is you really make the child lead the conversation and lead in that. And then you get to describe it to them as you go along. So that's what I really learned out of homeschooling. Exactly. I think there's a lot of truth there. And there are some stellar teachers out there in high school that definitely teach the kids how to think on their own yes. and learn on their own and study on their own and teach them the skills to do that. Right. But and I think back to my own self, the ones that made us think and do. I remember them because their teaching was more impactful. They weren't just talking at us. It's empowering. Yes, it is empowering. Um, back to your daughter driving. I'm going to steer clear of your house for a while because I just got a new vehicle. Right. <laughs> but listen, now I always take her out or I did before she started volleyball, take her out to ride the horse. So if she's driving correctly, it's probably because I taught her how to do it. And you'll have to ask her if she's given leg commands at the same time she's turning. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just saying. I don't know whether to, I don't even know how to respond to that one. My probably friend. not because you haven't had a horse lesson with me. But she has. Yes. But the horse, <laughs> it's funny because I'm, I'm picturing her ride the horse as you're giving this analogy. And, you know, when you ride a horse, like I tell her, there's four touch points. There's a left hand, a right hand, but there's also a left leg and a right leg. And there's six sections on a horse that you have to be able to put your feet or your hands. Okay, there's more sections if you add the hands. So it's really a lot more difficult. When I was riding, <laughs> recently I was driving a zero turn mower and I was like, oh yeah, this is just like riding, except I found myself pressing my feet as I was turning <laughs> because the hands movements are much the same as when I'm riding my horse. Were you wearing your stirrups when you <laughs> no, were mowing? No, and I wasn't wearing my spurs. <laughs> that what you're talking about? Oh, yes. That's what I meant. Your spurs. You See, I don't so even know. No, I'm not. <laughs> my spurs. Yeah, I did wear my spurs for Rock the Lake. They were on my boots. Why take them off? Come on. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> There's so many analogies to life, to everything, when we allow God to just kind of put our world together. Yes. And, and I think, I really do think that riding the horse and teaching her what I've been teaching her does help. You know why? Because 
there is a living creature who has a mind of their own underneath you. And you have to think about so many things at one time because the way I teach riding is is very intricate. It's not just like get on the horse, steer this way, steer this way. Right. There's, like I said, legs and hands, and this is how you drive. It's an art. Yeah, it's a, it's a performance horse. So there are things yeah. you have to learn. And all that she had to think about all at the same time. Now, she didn't have to look behind her because there's only a tail. But <laughs> you have to be aware of who else is in the arena, what you're to- doing with the horse, how your legs are falling. Because if she did it wrong, the horse is going to go in the wrong direction. So there's a lot going on. Much the same with driving a car. There's a lot going on. My daughter just started riding a motorcycle. So okay. all of my family... We, my father used to sell motorcycles. It's just something that is in our family. All of my kids have ridden before. They used to have a mini bike when they were kids. I, yeah, me too. My daughter was right is, has been riding. She got her permit. She's been getting her hours on. She's been doing a lot of back roads and not so much city, but I saw an article yesterday on Facebook from channel six that there was a, a motorcycle hit a car and it was really close to where her dad lives. And I thought, oh, my gosh, (laughs) just for a moment. So I called her. Hey. And she's like, hey. And I go, oh, good. It's not you. (laughs) Just making sure you didn't crash the motorcycle. I I just think she's going to be fine. I I do. But riding a motorcycle is hard because people don't see motorcycles. All those signs that say watch out for bikes. Yeah, it's true. It, they're just one little light and they're sometimes they get lost in the background. You just have to be super, super careful being a motorcycle rider myself, even though I haven't had the opportunity to ride my motorcycle yet. I'm going to change that, though, because my son, he's sister-in-law's getting married and then he'll be able to focus back on the motorcycle. So he's fixing my motorcycle for me. So is this something you'll do in the fall? Definitely not yeah. winter. No, so, okay. fall for okay. sure. I mean, gosh. So when the leaves do change, I really enjoy riding around and seeing those. And right. now up in Hardin County, there's all these wind turbines. And I'm oh. enamored with wind turbines. Yeah. I know people, it's very controversial. But I just am amazed at how big they are and how they put them together. And, you know, there's just so much. <laughs> and they're everywhere up in Hardin County right now. It's craziness. So there you go. Anyway, that's what I'll be doing this fall when my bike is finally, you know, together. Awesome. So have you had the white knuckles when she's driving or are you calm? What do you do? Surprisingly, I'm calm. I'm, I'm very taken aback at how I'm responding. Now, is Brian the same way when he drives with her? So maybe we need a special guest next week. (laughs) Um, Isabel can tell an apparent difference between the two of us, and she and I are meshing well. We're connecting well, and I'm thankful for that. I really thought I was going to be a little more aggressive in my voice, but I'm not. I'm pretty calm, and I was talking with her that bottom line, I'm just coaching her through it. Oh, and it's, yeah, it's been okay. a beautiful process because there was a big difference between the way I taught kids, our kids, and the way my husband taught kids, and he's a little bit more liberal and like, yeah, whatever. But I, we had our kids on lawnmowers and motorcycles and all that growing up. So they kind of got a little bit of an idea, right? Just a little bit. Tractors. I learned a lot just mowing the lawn, you know, and riding motorcycles. (laughs) But I had one child. I'm not going to name this child, but one of the four who scared me so bad. I was, 
I called my ex-husband and said, okay, I'm not doing it anymore. It's on you. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, okay. You know how you, you want to turn right and you slow down, put your blinker on and you turn right. She'd put her blinker on and she'd turn. She would not slow oh, down. No. And I saw my life flash before my eyes. Oh, I just said she. That narrows it down to two. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. I mean, she's getting better, but still to this day. And she's been driving a lot of years. I still kind of remember all that when I ride with her. So <laughs> I'm is like, she, are you driving? And she's like, mom. Is she the GPS turn now and then she'll turn now? No, she just <laughs> didn't realize she had to slow down before she turned right. Oh my gosh. It was so scary. Was well, so scary. I, I get scared riding with a couple of my sisters. <laughs> I do. Have you ever ridden in a car in a foreign country? Because they drive. Yes. Oh my stars. I went on a mission trip to Jamaica my junior year of high school. And it was right during the season oh my. of when I was getting my license. So I was in the middle of my driver's ed course, went to Jamaica, la-di-da, did all this kind of stuff. And then I get home and I'm all like ready to drive and I am driving on the wrong side of the road oh my gosh and the drive instructor was like hey what are you doing Nicole I'm like I'm driving <laughs> and he was like yeah but honey you're on the wrong side of the road I go no I'm not and uh, then you see Jamaica. a car come in my way and I'm like oh no <laughs> and he still passed I still passed oh my gosh I uh I do I'm I'm videotaping you just so you know videotaping but, what are we oh like in my the 80s gosh with that I'm big... so totally in the 80s I know I'm recording you digitally on my Mobile apparatus or mobile device. Mobile apparatus. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was gonna try to turn the camera. I, I need somebody smarter. You can't do smarter. two things at once. I, yeah, I have to be smarter. There we go. Hello. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I turned the camera. <laughs> so I wanted to put on my glasses earlier, and you said you look distinguished, and I said no. I, I didn't say distinguished. What I was. Did... I said a much worse word. <laughs> you said old, didn't you? I said matronly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I thought you I said looked, you look smarter. I do. So oh, speaking of smarter, when I took the SAT, I actually wore glasses, but I didn't need them. They just had glass because it did something up here. I'm like, if I look smarter. Oh my goodness. Well, isn't that what people do? My Don't son you, does it. You dress the part. You, you, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> we cannot have silence because with recording, you can make faces, but when someone's just listening on a podcast, you can't, right? All right. This is, this is distracting. <laughs> I can only do one thing at once. Okay. I'm done. I'm done recording her, but it was pretty funny to just, yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, driving. Okay. I was in the States. I grew up in the States and then in high school, I went to Peru as a foreign exchange student. First of all, I went and when I got to Peru, I ended up being going to a house. I had another exchange student with me. He and I were both going to Peru and we went to a house of, of somebody that we knew part of the program. We didn't know him personally, but he was a family member. Anyway, it, it, everything was a blur. When you first are an exchange student, everything's a blur. How long were you there? I was there 10 and a half months. Oh my stars. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I should okay. have been there a full year. I could have been there a full year. But they year. kicked you out? No, no. I came back to graduate. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good I'm, for you. I'm not picking my nose. This is why it's not on camera <laughs> because I'm playing with my nose ring. Okay. They didn't even know that. Okay, go ahead. But we had this conversation because you and I were on a video the other day. Yes. And you're like, quit picking your nose. I'm like, I'm not. I'm adjusting my nose ring, but it totally looks like I'm picking my nose. For those of you nose. listening that are visual people, there you go. 
Yeah, it looks like I'm sticking my thumb up my nose. But I'm fixing my nose ring, and it's a literal ring. All right, so. Peru. Okay. I, it wasn't, it was such a blur. But later on, I would have to take a taxi from the house where I was staying and go into town, or I would ride with a friend. And they don't, they had a few stoplights. <laughs> that you know of? <laughs> that I know of. There were a few stoplights that they did obey. But all the other streets, it was just flash your lights and go. And they went so fast. I'm like, if you're flashing your lights and he's flashing his lights, who's going to go? You just, you just, surprisingly, not as many accidents as you'd think, which is nuts. I don't understand that. But that's where I first got my indoctrination into driving into foreign countries. Okay. And then when I went to Japan, I was in the service. They drive on the wrong side of the road. I shouldn't say wrong, wrong side. side. Right. They drive on the left side of the Wait. Yes, left side of the road. I didn't think which way it was. Anyway, I got tagged. When we went to Okinawa, we went to Okinawa for two weeks. I was the one that got tagged that I was going to drive the bus. So we had three buses, and we had to take the service members to work and back. And we had three shifts. So between the three of us that got trained, we had three buses, and then we would just take people certain times of the day because, you know, the shifts are in certain times. Right. Well... The bus that we trained on was the driver was on the right side and you drove on the left side of the road, which is normal, right? Right. Then when we got our buses, by the way, I was the one that got a perfect score in the test. Just want to let you know, the guys did not. Um, when we <laughs> when we finally got our buses, one guy, not me, but one guy got a regular American bus and oh. he still had to drive on the left side of the road. See, that's the part where it gets confusing. Because if you think the driver's always next to the double solid line, then you're fine. You pull out and you're always on the double solid line. But when you're backwards like that, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. But driving in Okinawa was not bad. It was just a two-week stint, and now I know how to drive a bus. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep that in mind. Just in case you ever have a bus laying around. Right. <laughs> no, let's hope not. Oh, my goodness. So what's been, el what's been else going on? Listen to me. I can't talk. What else has been going on this week? So you asked me what else has been going on. Now that Isabel's full-time, the boys are picking up a few classes. Allie and Evie, thankfully, are eager to get into the learning mode. So we've been going to the library during Ooh, the time that the is boys... Is it open? It is open. They, you have to have your temperature taken. They have a new temperature device where you stand in front of it. Beep, beep, beep. You know, that oh, kind of thing. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, wow. it's, all, it's convenient. Whatever. It is what it is. Bottom line, wow. I can go to the library. Yes. I have to wear a mask. They're all... You know, guarded. can't you order online and just pick up the books? Yes. Okay. But to pick I'll up the books, you have to go inside and you have to get your temperature checked to go inside. But there are chairs oh. taken away, the computers you can't use. Oh, really? Um, it's all good. I'm thankful it's open and that's what I keep telling the kids. But yes. here's here's the comical part. It's comical to me. When you turn in your books, your books will be quarantined for three to five days. So they will show up on your account saying you still have these checked out. Even if it's past due, so but you won't turn be charged. <laughs> well, they said you won't be charged, but literally there's a sign saying the books have to be quarantined. That just cracks me up. That does crack me up. Yes. So you wait, there's no way of wiping them down. I have no idea what quarantine <laughs> of a book looks like. I just know it's being done. Do I don't wear know. Masks? I don't, I don't know, but I just, I got a I got a kick out of it. So we yeah, went. Yeah, that is, that is very interesting. There's so many, there's so many things that we could laugh at right now about how things are 
actually playing out, but we won't go there. I know. I know. But we went and we got some books. Evelyn is all about bunnies. She wants a real bunny. And are you going to do that? Well, I told her she wants a bunny. And I said, we need to educate ourselves about what is the purpose of a bunny? (laughs) How do we take care of a bunny? What is the purpose of a bunny? I know what a market bunny is. You know what a market bunny is? When you buy at the market? Nope. Is this a joke? No. (laughs) Market bunnies are specific for eating. That's why they call them market bunnies. Oh, Brian can make a mean rabbit stew. Did I now, ever tell you? Do you think you're going to let your daughter raise a bunny so that Brian can... Ch- we raise chickens. <laughs> no. But no, I don't want to raise bunnies to eat. No, don't get... Hello, sorry. That's not my motive here. The so purpose... No, no market bunnies. No market bunnies. But okay. the purpose of a bunny in our home would be a pet just to bring pure joy. Okay. I mean, that would be the, the motive. But they stick around for eight to ten How years. How about a potbelly pig? Allie would like a potbelly pig. I just saw... In my little, because, you know, I get all kinds of show prep doing what I do, that they have these things now called skinny pigs, skinny pigs that are hairless and look like baby hippopotamus. Okay, that's a mouthful. Like there is. Okay. Yeah, it was way too long. And I probably don't even have it right. But they bred these little, they look like guinea pigs. That's what it was. Skinny pigs are guinea pigs with hairless (laughs) skinny pigs that look like baby hippopotamus. So they look like a little bitty hippopotamus. You know, you don't want a I big want one. I want one for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the big ones are kind of scary, but these ones are hairless, except for right around their feet and their nose. And they look like guinea pigs with no hair. I think it's the radio station pigs. needs a mascot. A, a mascot. Oh, do you know that Mr. Boyer is not an animal fan? That would be except what for makes cats. it so fun. Cats. That's the only thing he likes. How can you not like any animal but a cat? I don't understand that. I don't know if people like cats or the cat likes you. <laughs> I mean, how does that? We have an indoor cat. By default, we have an indoor cat. Long story. Don't even want to go into it. If somebody is dying to have a beautiful white cat. Oh, this is the one that you were babysitting that never went away. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So. An indoor cat. Indoor mm. beautiful white cat. Uses the litter box? Yes. Okay. If you want a free cat that's already litter box trained. Email at gmail.com. That is exactly how I'll remember the email now. Beautiful cat. Her okay. name is Miss Kitty, but I have deemed her Lord Fluffy. Lord Fluffy? From the books. Gigi, Sheila Walsh, wrote I didn't God's Little Princess. And it's a whole story of Gigi and her so, Lord Fluffy. Just, just going back to what you were saying before. I've been saying if a lot. The white, if the white cat had a little bit longer ears, then Evie would have her bunny. Oh, my stars. Yes. <laughs> and if we, yes, yes. So wait, can we just figure out a way to put a head, head thing on the cat and make it look like a bunny? Can't we just tell her that this is your bunny replacement? So Allie picked out a book at the library called Dog Man, and it's about a man's body and a dog's head and how that all transpired. Oh, so here my now, goodness. It's... <laughs> Yes, I love creative education. <laughs> right. This is all part of your homeschooling. Oh, my Don't try stars. this at home. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. This is not science class right now. So the bunny thing. Yeah, bunnies are interesting. She had a dream about a bunny last night. She told me this morning. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I think I've opened up a can of worms. Yeah. Of animals, but I just, I don't know. But I said, we need to educate ourselves. We need to understand it. Well, there's a great homeschool project. They can use that as a research paper. Oh. She's old enough to do that. Yeah. She would write, I like bunnies. I want a bunny. My bunny's Wait, name is this Evelyn? Be... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But she's not old enough. I was thinking it was... Oh, but she'll... <laughs> she'll... one of the older ones. <laughs> she'll give me a speech all day long. She was following well, me around all day yesterday. But I know plenty of parents who homeschooled 
And their child said, we want to, like one, one girl said, I want a quail. And she said, you have to do all of the research and tell me all about quails, how to take care of them, what happens when they're sick, blah, 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 and all of it. And that was their homeschool project. And then she got herself a quail. And that's kind of where we're at with Evelyn. I just don't want to jump in and say, yes, we'll do this. Let's get you educated. Yeah. We need to be educated about what it is. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened with Isabel. You know that she um, bred our Bernice mountain dog. Yes. With the poodle, Bernadoodles. <laughs> and the day. They're so adorable. Oh, they are. And the day <laughs> that, that Daisy Mae delivered the puppies was the day of our first podcast. And I can't believe I didn't talk about it. But she did. Yes. I know. She. It was your birthday. Yeah. See how long ago that was? Oh, my stars. <laughs> yes. All of this happened on the same day. All of this. It was awesome. We didn't talk about your birthday either. And I think that's probably more important. The birth of <laughs> that something was, new. <laughs> that was uh, that was on me as the as a really good friend over here. <laughs> no, it's all good. But the yeah. whole educational part, we said, she no, knew. Isabel, you cannot do this unless you find out what you're in. Yeah. You know what you're into it. You know where and same here. Back to homeschooling. That's how I picked curriculum is I knew what my kids were into and I knew what their strengths were. And I picked curriculum that went with that. And I think that's the concept that this lady was looking at for the unschooling. Find what makes your child. Yes. Heart. But what that meant was yes. that any kind of a math problem had to do with construction for one child because he was really right. into construction and heavy equipment and trucks and tractors and all that kind of stuff. The other one was more into sports and the music. So his all had to go that exactly. direction. Exactly. So you have to, when you're homeschooling, it's great because you can teach the same concepts, but with things that they enjoy. Exactly. And you can structure it their own way. The other thing that I did, I don't even know if it's around anymore. We did Konos. Have you ever heard of Konos? You live the things you're teaching. So we studied, it was a six week course. We studied everything about Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving. And we had a Konos group that we split into two. So two families went one way and two families went the other way. They studied, well, I don't think it was six weeks. It might've been three weeks because we did another couple of projects too, but they're project based and we built stuff anyway, besides the point. So the other group did all of the research behind the pilgrims and we did all of the research behind the Indians. By the way, I learned their name is Wampanoag Indians and they're still a Wampanoag tribe in Massachusetts. Oh, did you wow. know this? Because I contacted them and told them what we were doing and they sent me all kinds of information. Oh, cool. And they can also include all the information on the very first Thanksgiving. So we did the research separately. We did all the homework. We did all the schooling, everything. Then we made the outfits based on their traditions. So my son played Squanto. Squanto just so happened to know English and Wampanoag. So he was the translator for the Indian chief who was Massasoit. Another kid played him. And then the rest of them were just Indians. So what happened was before Thanksgiving, we came together for a potluck meal, just like they had done for the first Thanksgiving. And we made the kids reenact the very first meeting of the pilgrims with the Indians. So that meant, you know, the the pilgrims were starving because they didn't know how to cultivate the land and stuff. Right. And the Wampanoag Indians came along and showed them how to fertilize with fish because they were fishermen and how they grew corn. And, how, and that's why they had this Thanksgiving meal, because they were so thankful that they had learned how to actually survive in this land. The very first Thanksgiving had seafood because they were on the coast and so that's what that tribe did. They were fishermen. So my kids reenacted all of this stuff and then came together and learned from each other because 
the Indians don't know how to speak English, so they had to have the translator. And the, the pilgrims didn't know anything about the Indians. So it was so cool to watch. How beautiful. So my kids, as adults now, still remember everything about that lesson because they lived it. And there was no cheating. We didn't learn anything about the pilgrims. We learned about the Indians and vice versa. And then we had a very traditional first Thanksgiving meal with seafood. That is so awesome. It was really cool. So that was Konos. That was way back when we used to homeschool there. You know, my kids are all adults now. Anyway, I, there were so many benefits to homeschooling and And I saw the difference. My boys were homeschooled a lot longer than my girls. And I saw the difference in how they, I don't know, reacted to peer pressure and things like that. So, yeah, that does make a big difference. Absolutely. So anyway, I know that a lot of parents right now are almost being forced to homeschool. But I would say, look at this as an opportunity because you will really understand your child and the way that they have, like Proverbs say, they're bent. You know, and the way that they have been created and you can really learn to help your child be successful in school by understanding and teaching at their level. I think about my kids going through school. One of them had dyslexia. He had a real hard time reading and he had a really hard time just paying attention in class. He started folding origami. He taught himself to fold origami that kept his hands moving. Right. And he could concentrate in class. Now he's, he's a rocket scientist. I can't get over it. That is amazing. Yeah. So I do have to say those parents who are forced into distance learning, that's not homeschooling. That's just over. No, that's true. Yes, that is true. The, the, the parent still does it. I mean, the teacher still does it for right. the parent. But there is a lot of opportunity to learn about your child in that. Exactly. Exactly. And the biggest thing that I learned last year when the kids were doing distance learning was to just support them, to have more grace and to just love on them. Yeah. Speaking of loving on, we need to be loving on our teachers because they've got a really hard job this year. They do. It's almost like double duty because one day they've got kids in their classroom and the digital mm-hmm. and the next day vice versa. Yeah. And that's, it's, I think, I would think it's really difficult to, to teach a child that way over distance learning. I just think that you know, you're missing that personal connection. How do you keep them enthralled? And I, right. who knows? Lots, lots of challenges, but. Yeah, but we can be praying for our schools for sure. Absolutely. So anyway, what do you got wow. planned for this week that we can talk about next week? Going to be making anything? Charcuterie boards or any big crawfish dinners? By the way, that's, that was cool, but I don't want to eat any crawfish. It was amazing. All of it, that, that probably was the first Thanksgiving. That was an example of the first Thanksgiving. Yeah, there that's likely, go. yeah. Didn't have any fish, but you did have crawfish. There's a big difference between the two. See, crawfish were like those things that we always caught in the creek when I, I was know, a kid. I know, they're called mud bugs. Mud bugs, yeah. It's like eating bugs. So we might as well just go collect some bugs and eat them. No. That, I'm, a vi- <laughs> visual here is Lion King when they're digging all those bugs up. <laughs> Pumba and Simone. So see, this is why I would not have a crawfish broil. I just... Ah! No, it's all good. The shrimp I could almost handle, but... Oh, the shrimp were like the size of your your hand. They were amazing. What do I have going on this weekend? My stars. I don't know. Just some family and regrouping. Volleyball games, basketball open gym. We still have to sit around the pool, even though it's, you know, not super hot and just visit. I mean, that would be kind of fun. (laughs) Yes. On on site podcast. Do you... Oh, there you go. Do you still have your porta potty? 
Nope, that was removed last week. Oh, man. That yes. was, yeah, that was a big win. That was a topic of conversation with many <laughs> adventures at our home. I'm not going in that. And then but, you hear the mom saying, put your shoes on. You need your shoes on to yeah. go in there. Don't fall in. But hey, I'll tell you and what. don't drop was, your phone in there yes. or you're going after it. Yes. <laughs> have, you ever seen, have you ever seen Slumdog Millionaire? No. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about that some other time. Those people who have seen the movie know exactly what I'm talking about. I'll tell you off air. Those of you who haven't seen the movie, just watch the first 10, 15 minutes of it and you'll understand what I'm talking about. I guess I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> it's a great movie. All right. Well, I think our time is up. So, Nicole, we're going to have to say goodbye until next week. Yes. But until next week. It's been wonderful to sit here and hang out, and I'm glad that it wasn't all on video. I know, right? <laughs> With your finger up your nose. With my finger up my nose, picking at my nose ring. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. Y'all have a good week, and hey, chime in. Let us know what's going on. I mean, some people said, hey, we'd like to see video on your podcast. Well, you got your answer. There you go. <laughs> we did a snippet. So what else do you want to see or hear? Let us know. Angie.inthemorning at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Nicole, until next week. Bye-bye. Bye. The Shine FM Podcast Network.